0: ladies.
1: Welcome to the Created Woman Podcast, where faith meets fashion. This show is for dreamers, doers, and entrepreneurs. And of course, the fashionistas. I want to help you discover your God-sized dream and purpose, because as created women, we are called to create for the good of others. So let's take the journey together. This is the Created Woman Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather Frierson. Hey friends, if you have known me for any amount of time, you know my all-time favorite scripture verse is Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. Write it down, make it plain, so that whoever reads it can run with it. It's what I live by, from writing down goals, visions, ideas, even to business plans and to-do lists. If it isn't written down, it doesn't exist. Usually because I just won't remember but mainly because the Bible tells us so many times to write it down. There's something so special about getting those God thoughts and ideas from businesses to goals on paper and then seeing God's word spoken through you on paper. It's magical. Well, in this episode, I talk with Hethel Ivy all about the idea of writing it down and remembering. What's so special is that she took this very idea and translated it into a unique journal that is designed to help you remember what God has done in our lives through prayer. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Hethel shares her journey from feeling not qualified to be a business owner and how she decided to follow Jesus in her early 20s, despite the way she grew up. It's a fascinating story, and I'm so glad you get to hear it today. Enjoy. Well, hey, Hethel, welcome to the show. Hi Heather, thanks for having me. So we're both at our homes doing Zoom, and I've never been to your house because you live near Houston, right?
0: Right. We live outside of Houston in a suburb called Katy.
1: Well, what I'm seeing right now, you have to describe because you have this amazing, beautiful art piece right behind you, or wall. What is that?
0: It's wallpaper. The year I turned 40, I had a little bit of a crisis, and I just wanted to like do something different. And my husband wouldn't let me move, (laughs) so I started doing weird things. So I painted a wall black, put up this pretty floral wallpaper. I love it. It's beautiful. Thank you. It turns out it's real handy. It's a great place to Zoom.
1: (laughs) Who knew? Who knew you were going to have to have that, you know, what, just a few years later that you had to have a nice background to do Zoom calls? What in the world? It's been the hardest thing. I know. But you look good. Okay, so let's talk all about fashion first before we dive into all of your things. Tell me what you're wearing.
0: <laughs> I am the least fashionable person <laughs> on earth. Um, so I'm wearing Walmart. It,
2: it looks is like this
0: cute dress and it's kind of fitted on the top. And yeah, hey. I found it in Walmart and Walmart,
1: I was like, Walmart? I've been there a few times during, especially during COVID, their clothing stepped up their game.
0: So they I have, they no this weird. I can't remember the name of it. I think maybe Scout or something. It's a new line that they just started. Um, it, it looks was, good. Yeah, little price, but you know, not crazy. It's still like I think it was like thirty bucks. And yeah, it's worth it, especially when we we're at home. I love it. All right, so why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are. Awesome. Um, awesome. My name is Heffel Ivy, and I am a mom, wife, entrepreneur. Um, a taxi driver. What else? A counselor sometimes. I think I wear a million hats. I grew up in New York, which sounds super fun to say, but it's a suburb. So we did have some fun moments, but it was like living in the suburbs of any city. I grew up in a strong immigrant family and we always had people living with us and just super community, family oriented, stayed home for college and then moved to Texas when I was 21 and wow. have been in Texas ever since at the very beginning of that you cut out and I
1: didn't hear from where you said you were from
0: from I'm from India
1: India that's, a, that's a completely cut out but community driven you had always you had family living with you
0: always I, I think there was maybe a year in my life that, that we did not have an entire family and when I say really living with us my parents have a 1200 square foot house <gasps>
1: And so that's just how you do family. family. That's the culture.
0: The culture. So we would, my sister and I would stay in a room and then the entire family like would stay in, now they're all younger kids at that point, you know, they'd be coming from India or wherever, or just needing help or whatever. And they would stay in like my bedroom basically, because I had a bigger bedroom than my sister. And that's just how we grew up. We had one bathroom between four to 10 of us at any given time. It was just, I knew no other way. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal. So when you,
1: Moved to Texas, and you did you have a dorm room or live on your own? Was, was it like a whole new
0: experience? to Texas after college, and I lived alone for a year, which is how I met my husband and my whole story. Yeah, um, because I was so bored. <laughs> so bored. Yeah, so I moved here to teach, and that's where my husband met. And he asked me out, and I said no. I don't. I don't. Can I say date white guys? <laughs> But that was it. I was like, no, no, I don't. I, I, you know, my parents were like, we'll set you up and we'll arrange your marriage. And I was okay with it at that point in my life. And I was like, okay, that's what you do. I got so bored living alone that one day he's like, hey, are you sure you want to go to the movies with some friends? And I'm like, oh, I do. I want to go. And that just started this amazing friendship. And wow, which turned into me meeting God, the God of the Bible for the first time. And wow, it was just a sweet, sweet story.
1: I, I wanna hear I wanna share that story because I've heard it, but I, I don't think I've heard it in a good fifteen years. And just to give people context, we know each other because your husband and I, JPAC, grew up together in church. And so when you said you met a white boy, you met a country.
0: Oh, white boy. Like a Bubba.
1: <laughs> like yeah. you went way different because the town we grew up in, you know, and his house and the land that they had, it's not anything like what you probably were used to. And Nothing. And very country, not too country. country. I don't want to say like we're farm people where we're from, like not at all. You know, people think, oh, you grew up in small town, Texas. No, we grew up in like, like small town, Texas, like football, small town, Texas. Like everything we did was around
0: Friday night. and and fishing and hunting and being outside and it's funny because I am the total opposite like if you put me smack dab in the middle of New York City I would be a happy human now I'm getting getting a little different but I I think God knew I needed something totally opposite Um, and he did too I'm sure that's what what the
1: attraction was which I think is so cool and so you met so I don't know
0: what he thought I was (laughs) I think he thought I might have been like I don't know I can't even tell you you know, he's a highly educated, insanely smart man. But when you talk to him, he has this thick East Texas accent. Oh, it was just it was fun. It was fun, sweet memories. He was going to the church that y'all or the pastor of the church he was going to was y'all's youth group. Pastor. Oh yeah. That's right. Moved to San Antonio. Uh-huh. And yeah. um you know, after a series of events, I found myself very, very lonely and I think God allowed me to get to that place of where I just I was, I was sad and alone and I couldn't find peace Mm -hmm. in the ways that my faith before that or Hinduism had prescribed. Mm -hmm. It didn't work for me. And I want to honor my parents and my family and my story. So I won't really go into that much detail, but it just wasn't working. And now I know a lot more about my personality I'm an Enneagram nine. I seek peace at all costs. So it's, it's sweet and it's a sweet loop to think back and go, oh, that's what I was looking for back yeah. then. That's how I found God seeking peace. I just was so internally agitated and I just couldn't find it. Wow. And so one day I asked my husband, we had dated, we broke up, he broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, what did and I then have? we were teaching on the but then you were teaching. Said again, nope. I said, I did not know that part. We were teaching. Okay. And so we had, we had to interact every day like all the time and so I said how are you peaceful are you okay I'm not okay and he goes I just know that God loves you more than I ever could and he's got you and I looked at him and I was like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life what does that who says that to a girl what does that even mean what does mean the anger the irritation all the things I just was like I don't know what that means what does that mean and At one point, I just was like, I need to find out what that means. So I started looking for it. So I started going and I said, hey, can I come to church with you? And I think, I think he must have like called the church and they all must have had a huge I I did not know at the time that the day he met me, he had gone back to his church. It was a small, sweet church, about 150, 200 families. And I think they had all been praying for me. And I had no idea. And it's just the sweetest thing because I show up on a Wednesday and Jerry was like hey let's go to go to dinner and that began three to four months of me having dinner with Jerry and his wife and so just Jerry was our youth pastor going up who's now the
1: pastor of where in San Antonio where y'all he was going yeah just so everybody like we know so about it,
0: right sorry <laughs> and Jerry's Jerry's a character
1: mm-hmm. he's
0: a character he's just a big personality I mean so much so that like his Oh, maybe I shouldn't. I'm not, he likes to lick your ear. That's like, that was his oh, no, I, know. I don't know why.
1: It's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a weird thing. It's funny. Cause he's a practical joker.
0: Yes. I mean, he's a nut, but he would just, we would just have conversations. He would just ask me questions about what I believed. And he would lovingly say, oh, well, this is what the Bible says. It was never attacking. It never felt like right. I needed to be defensive. It was just a conversation. And at the same time, he handed me a Bible and I knew, I was like, where do I start? I had read the book of Job for college, for a psychology course. So I knew that part of the Bible. That's the only one I knew. Which is a, a weird not, place that's to start. So that's not where I started. <laughs> that would be a terrible yeah. place to start. Seems terrible. Like? And I devoured the New Testament. I mean, I think I read the whole thing in like a week and a half or two weeks. Wow. And it was the first time that I remember reading something and resonating so deeply. And the part really was, oh, that's me. When I, when they were talking about sin and talking about trying to do the things that you want to do, but you can't, I mean, just human nature and sin nature. And I just didn't have a framework or a concept of that. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, I never grew up with a framework for sin or even a word for it in the, the Hindi language or a uh, Hindi language, not Hindi language. So. It just wasn't something I understood, but I knew that I knew that I knew that I did wrong, that I thought wrong, Like that was understood. I mean, we all know ourselves pretty well. And so it was the first time I just got it, you know, but that was probably early October, maybe late September. And it took me a long time. And I remember we were sitting at a Chinese food buffet because you used to do that back then. Gross. (laughs) But we were at a Chinese food buffet in San Antonio and he looked at me and he said, I think you know what the truth is. You've got to count the cost. And I looked at him and I said, "I don't even know what that means." And he said, "Well, I think he was quoting that verse. You know, a builder doesn't build a house without counting the cost." And for me, I have still to this day never face to face talked to with another rural guy who's converted from Hinduism. Mm. But so I didn't know what that meant. So yeah, I spent some time counting the costs, and one day I just I had to decide. No matter what, Jesus, I'm following you, and it's been. The wildest, sweetest, craziest ride ever since So
1: Yeah, I, I think it's beautiful how God chases us no matter what, you know, and you can see that all over your story that he just chased you and pursued you in ways that you probably who would have ever thought and who would
0: have ever thought when I was about seven, this lady came into my aunt's life. Maybe I was a little older. Maybe I was 10 or 12. Either way, when I was in in childhood, this lady came into my aunt's life. My aunt had a baby. She was, she's probably eight years younger than me. My aunt did not know how to do anything. I mean, like when I say all she knew how to cook was peanut butter and jelly, for whatever reason, she never asked my mom for help. She just, she went to this lady and come to find out she was a pastor's wife and she kind of just brought my aunt into the fold and then brought all of us into the fold. And like, we call her grandma to this day. And I just didn't even know. And, you know, she had been praying for me ever since the day I met her. She's been, wow. you know, praying for our salvation. I'm, I'm the first fruit of that prayer. Yeah. Crazy to think about. Yeah. And that's just the thing that the idea that this church had been praying for me, this, this grandma who had a really hard story. I mean, just, and yet she'd been praying all her, all my life that she knew me. Hmm. I don't know. God does chase us and pursue us. And it's just so incredible and tender and beautiful. Yeah,
1: Your kids are also the fruit of those prayers, you know, and that's a generational thing that'll keep going because of you being able to count the cost and say, yes,
0: that's the fun thing is I'm, I'm, and my husband came from a different story. His, sure. he, you know, he was raised in a godly home, but for me, I'm the one who gets to change the story for the future or for my future kids and not my kids, but their kids. And that's something I just ask God for all the time of let them just to the, you know, to the nth generation, Lord, let, let that legacy be one of following you. So. Right. And I just have to say
1: so that our listeners know, because I've seen pictures and stuff, you have relationship with your family, so you don't have to go into it, but there's
0: relationship
1: there. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think there's a relationship
0: cute. and they're so they're sweet and they're, they, they, show me things about, uh, about God in different ways. You know, I just, it's a a different, it's a different thing. It's a different side, I guess. Yeah. And they're involved. Yes. Yes. It's not what I dreamed of. It's not how I thought it looked like, but I think sometimes you just have to let some dreams die. I don't know. I I don't know if it's the death of a dream or necessarily in between. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was not the right dream. It was not a a reality. Like this is better. What I'm doing now, this is so much better than whatever dreams I had as a child of what family might have looked
1: like. Wow. Yeah. And God always does that, right? It's like, we are so afraid. Of course, you didn't know that 20 years ago to say yes to what God's calling us to, even though from experience, we know it's better. You know, you might not have known that 20 years ago, but you know that now, but even still, when there's new opportunities he presents, we we're like, should I, is it good? And we forget, which is part of the reason your prayer journal. And I want us to just kind of switch gears a little bit about that because from hearing your story again of how you came to Jesus and how you met JPAT and all of that, and the how you saw the prayers being prayed for you without you even knowing, the power of prayer has been such a major thread in your story. Yeah,
0: it's it's quite incredible to even just look back. And, you know, sometimes when you're in it, you don't see the thread, you don't see the picture that God's leaving. but, but being able to reflect on so much of that story, it's just incredible. But I think that's just it. You said earlier, we forget. and
2: mm-hmm. I
0: think that's the big theme for me. I forget, like I forget so much. My brain forgets so much. And I think at first, you know, as I, as I started unpacking some of that over the last few years, I thought it was just me. I thought, oh, maybe my brain doesn't work. I, it's me, technology and kids have ruined my brain. And what I, what I came to realize as I read through Genesis over and over, you know, I've read Genesis the most because every year you say, I'm gonna read through the Bible and then you, you start. And so I feel like I've read Genesis at least 20 times. I have made it through the Bible a couple of times, but Genesis, I, I've read that, <laughs> um, you know, always but about three. So I think I just saw, oh, I see their problem. It's the same one I have. They keep forgetting who God is and they keep forgetting what he can do. And because they keep forgetting, they keep sinning in these massive ways. If they would just remember, they would just remember who he is. And I have a tendency, to want to slightly judge them because I'm like, y'all had manna, a pillar of fire and clouds. Like, how could you forget? But then I look around in my house and my church or my things or, or even other stuff. And I, and I go, oh, how could I forget? Well, I just forgot. I just forgot how he talked to me yesterday. Or it's so easy to forget.
1: That's really good. So, that,
0: um, that,
1: what you just pinpointed right there, I've never heard anyone say how, you know, they had the cloud and the fire, but yet we have the home every day. We have the community, the church and that is our pillar and our cloud.
0: Well, yeah. And we have the Holy Spirit. I mean, we've yeah. got so much more, and you know, we still act the same way. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's humbling, it's annoying, all of the things. But I just needed a way to remember. I just was getting yeah. to where my brain was not working. And so I literally, well, couple that with, I was turning 40, and mm-hmm. my oldest daughter was entering high school, Mm. and somehow right around my birthday for whatever which is in December I think you and I actually share the same birthday December 29th, um, December 29th. So right yeah. my birthday, mm-hmm. Yes, it's the worst it's the ever. worst birthday ever yeah <laughs> we should doing something together because no one ever wants to celebrate That's it. yes I got this thing in the mail in fact I just saw the picture it was the course catalog for high school she was in eighth grade and so I'm about to turn 40 I think I turned 39 that year but 40 was looming she's in eighth grade and they're asking us to pick like at our school district they ask you to pick these endorsements I think it's a new Texas thing and you basically have to decide what you want to do in eighth grade for the next four years of high school and how to get into college now that I she's a senior now and now I know none of it matters but then I didn't know I didn't know and so I'm having these like started having panic attacks almost not quite literally but like it was just almost an existential crisis of did I pray for her like mm-hmm. she's about to leave like I've blinked and she's in eighth grade and now she's a senior have I been praying for her and did I pray for all the things that I wanted for her and for her for her all the things you know we have, we hold these babies in our hand at that hospital and you have these feelings and you have these emotions and it's just such a fun time like everyone's happy you're looking at your spouse, holding your kid and you're like, this is the best it's ever going to be because they're happy. And you have all these prayers like in your head, like, Lord, I'm going to do these things. I don't know. That's how it was for me. Yeah. And I couldn't remember. I didn't write them down. And mm-hmm. so I couldn't remember. I, I think I had, and I'm going to trust on the fact that the Holy Spirit intervenes. <laughs> so I, I, she's good. She's a great kid, but I just hated that. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, so I started that January, I started, I took like a little mead notebook, you know, those cheap ones, the spirals and just started writing lists down. And at first I made it too hard at first. I, you know, this is my tendency. I, I said, Oh, I'm going to do this every morning. I'm going to spend 15 minutes, write my prayers out. And then, you know, I'm going to pray through them. Dah, 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 it's going to be so good. Well, about a week into it, I'm like, this is taking me forever. And I'm praying the same things over and over. Mm-hmm. Typically it was, i was starting to notice, you know, I was asking God for similar things there were, there were patterns I was seeing. And so I started just doing it on Mondays. And so I would just list my prayers out in my little notebook on Mondays. And then throughout the week, whenever I had time, I kind of just tucked it into my purse and I would, you know, carpool or whatever. I would pray. Let me tell you, it is even to this day and three years in now I have a beautiful product. It's still not consistent. And I, we can talk about that in a minute, but but it it was just enough to jump dog my memory. It was just enough of a reminder of his faithfulness. And what I started seeing over time were patterns of his faith. Yeah. I got to see how he just shows up and where I was forgetting those patterns. I got to see how he was answering prayers, but I wasn't even looking for the answers. And so one day out of the blue, I was like, I Googled, I was just like, well, let's make it pretty. I like pretty things. I like my <laughs> environment to be pretty. Mm-hmm. So I Googled pretty prayer journal or, or list journal or something, and I couldn't find what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And so my husband on a, like just a joke, he's like, just make one. And he is like the biggest dream defender. You know, he, he, it's funny. He's reading this book um, by Bob Goff right now about dream big. Mm-hmm. And he, he keeps talking to me about dreams. And he goes, I really just think I'm, I, I think right now in this season, God's just called me to, to provide for your dreams, for the kids' yeah. dreams. And he goes, I don't know if that, that's going to be what it will be forever. But right now, like I'm, I'm your dream cheerleader, defender, funder, all of it, you know. Um, I don't work outside of the business. So, yeah. And at that point, I didn't have a job or anything. So, women was, everywhere just went,
1: honey, come listen to this.
0: But let me tell you, he's a bubba. So, I still, you know, he, he, I got other issues. He's a supporter and it's been so sweet. And, you know, it's been finances, it's been listening to me cry, it's been not pushing when I probably needed to be pushed but couldn't do it and pushing when I need I don't know. He's just he's done it, but imperfectly but but done it. But yeah, so I just so then I that was about May and then Harvey happened in Houston. Oh yeah Harvey Harvey 2017. Yeah. And I, you know, watched some dear friends, lots of dear friends and and friends parents and and neighbors just literally take the contents of their home and put them on their front porches and just toss it all. And it was a real, we, we did not experience flooding, but we experienced the aftermath with our friends and our family and all, all kinds of things. And I just kept saying, Lord, this stuff, I kept thinking they're upset, not, not because they love the stuff. They love the memories the stuff has. Mm-hmm. They love the moments the stuff brought, you know, the antique dressers and the pretty pictures. I mean, like, I was at a, a friend's house one time and she had had the mom, it was an older like It's my friend's parents. And she had all these big pictures and frames of my friend in like kindergarten and second grade. And they were all soaking wet. And, and the dad was like, just throw them away. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I think that that moment or those moments all just started this almost crisis. And it was continuing on to, that was the year I was turning 40. And, God just started working and I ended up going to Camp Well. Yeah. You and I have talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And it's funny because I messaged you two or three days before I was going. And I said, Hey, I'm going to Camp Well. I don't even know why I messaged you for it. I don't know for some reason. And you said, Cheryl Luke. Oh, yeah. For something, we were messaging about something, but somehow it came up that you knew I was going to Camp Well. And you sent Cheryl Luke, and don't you know, Cheryl came and found me on that bus and sat with me that first day, Mm -hmm. or, you know, just, it was just the sweetest God thing, but I had walked into Camp Quill expecting to meet people, expecting to hear how I could grow this idea that I had this little dream in my heart about this prayer planner. I would kind of been thinking about it and I walked in thinking that that's what I was going to do. I was going to connect, network, you know, go to a good conference. It's going to be great. (laughs) <laughs> and God met me there in a weird, not, not weird, it's the most magnificent, tremendous way. And I've gone back three times. I, I plan to yeah. probably go back again, but, but each time he's confronted me with his presence and then something I'm believing about him that's not true. So mm-hmm. that first time I had fallen into the lie that I had my time with God. You know, during my coming to Jesus, that those first few years, I, God's present was present was so real and tangible and you could see prayers working and you could see like, you know, holding a baby and you're, you're seeing, oh, this is the fruit of someone's prayer. You know, I saw that. And over the years I started not feeling his presence. And I think I'd forgotten that it doesn't matter what I feel. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because I never really lost faith and I never really lost belief in who God is and what he could do. It was more oh, he does that for her and for her and for her. But for me, I had my moment. I, it's too selfish. It's too much to ask God to show up for me again. Wow. And he confronted me with that lie so fast and so big that, hey, that he is big enough for all of it, for all of us at all the times. It's just something I couldn't, and I still can't comprehend it. Like the, the you know, the, the sovereignty, the, all, the, all the words, all the fancy yeah. words, he's everywhere with everyone. It's just amazing. And so that started a process of working on the prayer planner and then also working on my heart. I feel like in the last three or four years, God's been recondoing my heart and my <laughs> mind um, and just kind of cleaning it out. And, you know, I'm having to choose what to put back in. And um, like all of our houses, clutter piles up pretty quickly so it's an active effort, but I think the prayer planner has been huge in reminding me over and over when I forget this yeah. is, this is real. This is true. This is what, well, who God is. He's a God who's faithful. He's a God who shows up. He's a God who provides. He's a God who cares. He sees, he knows. And the beautiful thing is I get to see that when I look back at the prayer, prayer planner in my own handwriting. It's mm-hmm. my handwriting. He's not that for somebody else. Only he does that for other people. And I love stories. I have a storytelling ministry that I'm a part of. Like that, that he does that, but he also does it for me. And I just, it, it changed the trajectory of my understanding of who God is when I saw it in my own handwriting.
2: Hey, ladies, this is Kate Souquet, and I am so glad to be back talking with you. You may have met me at one of our Gather Her events in Austin, Texas, where I've been the fashion partner leader for two years, until COVID, that is. <laughs> Well, Gather Her might be on pause, but that doesn't mean we can't talk fashion. And I've got two things to tell you that will help you get ready for Christmas. First, I wanted to let you know that Black Friday is already here. No need to wait. Yes, we are having a huge Black Friday sale at both Created Woman and our sister company, CW Collective. First thing, your favorite hats are back in stock, like the GG Rust and so much more. So go check out both websites for some early bird Christmas shopping. And remember, everything goes back to the foundation, so it's totally guilt-free shopping. Number two, just today, we launched our December Faith in Fashion Box featuring not one, but two fashion pieces. In my opinion, a must-have leopard scarf and super cozy Christmas socks to keep your toesies warm during the holidays. Also included is the six-day devotional that is all about fashion and how we can show up as ambassadors of Christ. The box is designed and curated to help you get out of the box. It's not just another subscription box. It's a way to help you grow, find your tribe, and pursue your God-sized dream. So make a list of your friends and family today who you want to give a six-month or a one-year gift to. You can subscribe for our December box now, and it will be on their door before Christmas. It's an easy, safe way to shop this year, and it really is the gift that keeps on giving. Okay, back to our show.
1: For everyone listening, explain what the prayer journal is that you've created, because I have one for myself. And what's been so special about it is a year ago, you came to our Style Speaks event to show your prayer journals, and you gave one to our team. And I cannot tell you how many of our team members took that prayer journal and then was asking all of us, what's your prayer request, and writing it down. And there's one in particular that comes to mind. Her name is Stacy, and she would show it on her stories all the time and say, I'm in my prayer journal. If you have a prayer request, message me now. And she would write it down. And it's, it is a special thing to see. I have so many recorded prayers and answered prayers in mind. I need a new one. I need to go buy a new one, but tell everybody what it, what it is.
0: So I created something. It's a little different than like, You see beautiful prayer journals. It's not, how do I put it? Okay, so the way I created it, it's a list-making journal. For me, journaling is not something that's natural. I'm a math science brain. I'm ADD. I just, it's too many things to get like clear words on paper. Mm -hmm. But I am excellent at making lists. I make lists all the time. Grocery lists, shopping lists, I make lists. Mm So um, the way the final design ended up being is on like a spread. On two sheets, there are seven boxes. And then everyone can use it however they want. So, the way I use it is I literally name each box. So, sometimes it'll be, it's always my husband and my family. And then sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's health, whatever. I give boxes, categories, and then I literally list out who I'm praying for and maybe a Bible verse or maybe just something God's laid on my heart for them. So, for my kids, it's almost always, I'm always praying for their friends. Friendship mm-hmm. in 2020, in Years before, like it's just hard. And so that's never changed. that That is always the top of my list for my children. For my husband, it's always wisdom and favorite work. All the others, these things I just list them out. And then on the bottom of each box, there's these little circles for the days of the week. And I would literally, when I go to the, the, I fill it out Monday morning, Sunday night, whenever, and I pull it out and just pray through things. And as I pray through that list, I just note it. Now, let me be clear. I am very, I created this for me in the sense of I'm not good at discipline. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. I don't like the word discipline. I don't like anything that's a routine. I can only think of maybe three things that I do every single day of my life. Brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even say wash my face. Let's be honest. That's not even a I <laughs> Brush my teeth is something I do every single day of my life. That might be the only thing I can even think of. Yeah. So even the three years I've created it, it's not perfect. I don't use it perfectly. Sometimes I realize, oh, I haven't written in it in a month or whatever, but it's a record. Yeah. And so I can see, oh, you know, I thought I was praying for the kids' friends, but really this week, I only prayed for them once. Mm-hmm. And it just helped me keep track of, and the tracking is not to be, not to be a perfection thing. It's not, it's not to like put yourself on the back. It's really just to give yourself awareness because I think, I think I had confused thinking about things with praying about things. You know, and so my brain would obsess and think and think and I think, "Oh, yeah, I'm praying about it." But the reality is, you know, praying is a conversation. It's talking to the Lord and it's also listening. And so I wasn't doing that. <laughs> that was definitely it was more of a thought thing and not a not a prayer thing. And so I just track it and and then there's an eighth box on the corner for answered prayer. So every Sunday or Monday when I sit down to to write, I just take 5 minutes, maybe 4 minutes glance at the week before. And just note anything God's answered, or look for anything that needs to be on my prayer list for the week after, or just kind of really, it's just been a tracking tool. Yeah. Um, It won't save you, (laughs) it's not meant to. It's meant to just help you be aware. And it will work for some people, and some people are journalers, and that's amazing. Yay. I'm so jealous in a godly way. But that wasn't me. I needed lists. Another thing that I had to, to get over. Was the idea of planning. It felt forced or like not natural or limiting to plan out time and intention to pray. But I started thinking about my life and what the difference of life when I plan versus don't. So, like, I plan my vacations, vacations go better. I plan to save for a 401k, I'm going to have money in it. If I don't plan it, it's not going to happen. We plan all these things we plan our meals, we plan our workouts, we plan our our days away. And the one thing that actually has power to change and, and fill our life, we just leave it up to, oh, well, I, I just want to pray in the moment. For me, that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so once I got over the hurdle of thinking about planning as a negative thing, it just, it kind of freed me up to, to go, okay, this is how I, I am intentional. Now I still pray throughout the day. I still throw up those, what they call arrow prayers all day long. Like, Lord help me. But this this time that I spend writing out my list and then praying through those, it's purposeful in a way that that has really guided me in even what I'm asking God for. So I've noticed that my prayers have shifted. And I think some of that is age, you know, as you get older, your yeah. prayers shift also, but they've shifted from God protect or or don't let this happen or give me this or whatever to Lord. I want you, you know, again, all of it's imperfect, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm able to see the pattern.
1: Yeah. I, I want to say first, I'm grateful. I'm not a journal or either the doodle journal or the color, you know, that, that actually stresses me out. And so your prayer journal, it really is my personality. I have lists everywhere. And I've had to learn how to condense my list for work, like where I store my list or how I do that. And so to be able to translate that in a way for my prayers that I don't have to color in, (laughs) you know, for some that's a stress relief and that's how God created them. And that's wonderful. But there's also those of us that need, I just need to write it down and see it. And I love that you said that even in your notes, you sent over, you know, writing things down. You know, that's one of my favorite verses that I speak about all the time is Habakkuk 2.3, is write it down and make it plain. And you've provided an an amazing tool for women who are entrepreneurs, moms, just busy because that's who we are with all the hats, to be able to write it down. And, And I think it's a type of thing that you can have nearby that when you have that arrow prayer, you can run over and write it down. And you've made it yeah. very easy and accessible, and don't be apologetic for it, because there are many people like us that need the list <laughs> of prayers, and you've also made it beautiful. It's very classic on the outside and beautiful, and that's what I like. So I think it's great. We're, so we're, we ended
0: up doing: Go ahead so we ended up doing two forms of it. So one is a yearly. It's beautiful, it's spiral, it's linen covered. there's five or six colors. Six i believe and it has 12 months of journaling in there there's a little devotional that some of my friends wrote it's stunning but i also wanted to make it accessible and so we ended up doing a little like a paperback three-month version which praise god is almost sold out we have a few left and then i'm working on a second version of it but that one is the one that i took off i didn't even know like my dream was the big one and god was like oh no this is perfect and it's great because them the gifts. My kids have one. So yeah, it comes in a three month version or a 12 month version. But yeah, it's just been so fun to see God move through writing things down. It's yeah. just so simple. And
1: what are some of the things that you've heard from women that have bought it or are using it?
0: The biggest is it helps with their prayer aid, <laughs> And I think, I think anyone who has a Busy mind, and I think that's all moms, right? We all multitask all the time. You know, I think it's it's definitely happened to me. I think it happens to most of us. We sit down, we're like, okay, I'm going to pray, and then you start, and then all of a sudden, something comes into your head, or something else comes into your head. Now, all of a sudden, your thoughts, your prayers, your words, even sometimes, are on a train track that you never wanted to be on, because you're trying to pray to the God of the universe. Instead, are you on. Yeah, I don't even know how does that happen. It just you <laughs> yourself in the weirdest places. So that's been, that's been the biggest. And then I think the other thing that people keep saying is they didn't know how much God talks back and how often he answers. I think they, they said, we have m- missed so many answers because I wasn't looking for them because I forgot I forgot about the prayer. I forgot about what I'd asked him for. And so because you forget about the ask, you definitely forget about the answer. So um, I think those two things are the, the, the funnest. Yeah, uh, comments or, or encouragement I get back from women. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think I, I can just stand by that
1: too, just from personal experience. So, as an entrepreneur, because that's what really you are creating something, you know, what through this journey has stood out to you the most as a learning tool, you know, whether it's about the prayer, about how you process. What's been the biggest thing that you felt like you've learned through this process?
0: There's so much, but I think currently I am being reminded and reminded to stop taking myself out of the game because of imperfection or or because of lack of perfect. Mm. So I think I keep looking back and thinking, oh, well, you know, I shouldn't even be doing this. I'm not the one. I don't use it every day. I'm imperfect at it. So I've disqualified myself from this. This assignment he's given me because I think I'm not enough. And the truth is, I'm not enough. Like mm-hmm. left to my own devices, nothing good comes out. <laughs> um, but the reality is, he is. And so I think I, I just have to stop taking myself out of the game. And just when I feel that, I'm having to train myself to go, when you feel like you shouldn't be doing this or I, you don't know how to do this, take it to the Lord. He does. He mm-hmm. is, he is, he does. And he provides what you need in that moment. But the, the, the word that keeps coming back to me is sufficient. Like he is not, he is sufficient. And what you need is sufficient in that moment. I like big, like I like big, bold patterns. I like big, like big surprises. It's fun and, that, and that's great. And God is big in a sense, but his provision for us is not always big. Sometimes it is, and that's always fun. But some, most of the time in our daily lives, Provision is sufficient for that day. It's the whole idea of manna was for the day. You know, you got twice on Saturdays or, or whatever, but but it was enough for that day. And yeah. anything extra that you collected on your own because you think it wasn't enough, it went to the worm. It, it rotted. And so I think that's the big thing is I take myself out of the race. I'm not enough or I feel like an imposter or I don't know anything or I'm not an expert on prayer. So I shouldn't be talking about it. And the reality is all those things are true. I'm not any of those things, but God is, and he's sufficient. And and the creator of the universe has asked me to do something. Who do I think I am to not do it? Like, how dare I? Right.
1: I, I think that's the part that we forget as, and that's such an enemy tactic to say, I'm not good enough, but how dare you tell God, no. Cause that's essentially what we're doing when we say, "I'm not good enough to do what you're asking me." We're essentially saying, "No, God, I, I won't do it." And and it's humbling to think about it like that. Of all the times that I've said no to God, in a sense, in a way, by saying, "I'm too afraid," or "I'm not good enough," or "Why me?" It's beautiful. But on the days when you're feeling it and you know this is your jam and where you're supposed to be, what are some things that you see in the future? for the prayer journal or just your business?
0: I see. I don't know. This is going to sound super cheesy, but I just see lives being changed. I just, I, I, and it's not that I do any of the work, but I just see that by training your mind using this tool or, or just approaching prayer in a different way and practicing it, practicing prayer, using this tool and all the other things that we have at our, our fingertips, I just see women men, children, all of us just changing and being the way to put it aware of the Lord mm-hmm. and his presence and his power within us. I just see see lives being transformed through it. So for, for us, my, my whole thing is I want it to be tools. And so right now I'm asking God, as I'm thinking through revisions for a second of the smaller three month journals, what does it need to look like this? Does it need to be changed? Do, does it need to, you know, be more student friendly? So that's in the future. But then the other thing that, that I, I, I'm working on, it's a little passion project. I don't even know that it's, we'll see how it's received. But I have just, growing up the way I grew up, community and people and belonging are my heart. Mm-hmm. It's, COVID has really messed me over a little bit in that not interacting with people, especially in the early days when we weren't it really threw me for a loop. It kind of sent me to bed really, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be too, truly honest. Yeah. But community, like I just, we're called to build each other up. We're called to encourage and equip. And, and, and when I was thinking through that specifically in prayer, we've all felt the, the power of what you said, what your friend Stacy did, how can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. How can I encourage you? And, and yet, you know, this longing of having a physical memory or a product of it, like just and so I made these prayer postcards. They're going to be launching in the next couple of weeks. Um, and they're basically on the front, their scripture It's just a Bible verse. And then on the back, it's just a little bit of a prayer. And then you can write their, their name in it and literally just send it. You don't have to write this long thing. It's not that hard. It's just a, hey, I was thinking of you. I, I know you're going through this, this or this. And there's a three or four designs in each pack on purpose. But I just, I picked scripture that would just encourage and push people to keep going because life is hard. It's it's hard and it's confusing and chaotic. And because they're pretty on the outside, you can just kind of stick it on your fridge and have scripture right there to look at. And it remember, reminds you your friend thought of you or, That's right.
1: or whatever. I love that. I love that. So just to wrap up, if there's one last thing you could share with our listeners and our women about your journey or just the one thing that you want them to remember, remember
0: so that we don't forget, what would it be? Maybe I know that sounds silly. Write it down, write it all down. Mm -hmm. Uh, That has been the biggest game changer. You know, it doesn't even, actually I'm, I'm learning. It's a super biblical thing to write things down or to have physical reminders, whether it's written on tablets or written in, in the form of, stuff on your doorpost. I'm learning that, write it down. You're not going to remember. You're not going to, yeah. your brain is not as good as you think it is. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, that has been pivotal in changing how I function and how I how I think of God when I, I, I write it. things down. I love it. Yeah.
1: Ethel, thank you for sharing your story. I just think it's beautiful. And it reminded me of just the beauty of God too. You know, I remember hearing your story when you and Jay Pat met and you know, again, you know it, but then you forget the details. And so thank you for sharing that because I think we as Christians so often forget the beauty of the, what has happened to us. And that's our salvation. And to be reminded that he pursues us like he pursued you and just is, I, I appreciate it. So where can everybody find well, your journey?
0: And just to add, as I and as we end, he pursued me then. And then three or four years ago, he continued to pursue me, like through the events of Harvey, through the events of yes. going to camp. Well, he, he, he doesn't. The pursuit is not just for right. the non-believer. The pursuit is for us for a lifetime. And that's just a, such a good reminder that I need to remember all the, you know, just he pursues and it's not right. just for them. It's for me. I today. love it.
1: So we'll put it in the show notes, but still tell everybody how they can follow you and where they can find the prayer journal.
0: Awesome. You can find me on Instagram at plan to pray. And then my website is plan to pray.com. Yeah. Awesome. I love, I love to get to know y'all and chat and encourage and pray and all the fun things.
1: And these are great Christmas gifts too, because we're kind of on the holiday. So they're great. Get
0: on the email. list. Oh yeah. What I've been told for Black Friday, I don't know. I'm just so not a business person. It's like I am asking God to provide. You have to do that, but that's all good. So, if anyone wants to partner with me, I love it. But uh, I'll be out some some coupon codes and stuff for Thanksgiving. So awesome. for the Black Friday area. So yeah.
1: Okay. Well, it's good seeing your face, and I hope that everyone listening goes and gets either one for them and one for a friend for Christmas. So. Your story's great. Thanks for I joining us. It. It's so good. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Heather.
2: Wow. I really loved hearing Hethel's story. So go get her journal. It's called Plan to Pray. I hope in her story that she inspired your faith and challenged you too. And ladies, don't forget about our Black Friday sale on Created Woman and CW Collective to get 15% off your purchase. Proceeds benefit Created Woman Foundation. So it's totally guilt-free shopping. Next show, Heather sits down with Bomi Robertson. She is the founder and chief artisan for With Love Bomi, a leather accessories company, and she serves as the women's director for Kings Park International Church. Go check out all the links for the show in our show notes from how to follow Hethel and how to subscribe to our Faith and Fashion Box. Thanks for joining us today. And if you could, right after you listen, go give us a review on the podcast app because that's actually how people find our show. The more reviews and stars we have, the more the app pushes our show to new people. Okay, friends, this is Kate Suket signing off. As always, we hope you have a fantastic week.